Good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Nathan, and again, it's a privilege just to be here to share God's message with you. And wherever you're tuning in, uh, we just appreciate that you've come along with us this morning. Who else here is excited that the NHL is starting? I know I am, and maybe I need to make a plug, go Avs. Okay, but maybe we'll edit that part out. But I was thinking about the protective equipment that has come so far now. And for you that know some of the history, Jacques Plante was the first goalie to actually wear a mask. And that was in 1959. If you know the history, the first game happened in 1875. That's the first indoor game. So that's 84 years where goalies were not wearing masks. And in this particular scenario, Jacques Plante, the puck came up and actually hit him in the face and broke his nose. And he was off getting stitches and he would not return to the ice unless he was wearing the mask. And what's crazy to think about is the coach was actually upset that he wanted to wear the mask. People actually were questioning his dedication and bravery. I'm sure it's hard to believe that goalies at one point didn't wear helmets. We need this protective equipment when we're playing against an opponent. The recorded fastest slap shot today is over 100 miles an hour. I know I wouldn't want to stand in front of that. I believe Paul in Ephesians chapter 6 is using a similar analogy. When he was in prison, the Holy Spirit gave him an analogy, along with some connections to Old Testament scriptures. We need to put on the full armor of God. We need to do that daily. I'm sure that many of us over the last few months have experienced battles. More than ever, maybe your jobs, maybe your finances or relationships due to isolation. Although these tangible battles are, well, they're very real, the Apostle Paul outlays and outlines this in Scripture. That it's also a spiritual battle. That we need to prepare ourselves if we want to live victorious. And so, a big idea that I want to share with you this morning is that the full armor of God is vital protective equipment to stand against the enemy. So let's take a look at Ephesians chapter 6, and let's start with verse 10. Follow along with me. Verse 10 says this, it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. And some translations could use that word might and translate it into power. And for me, it just reminded me of the mighty acts God has done. And I was just thinking of those, some of those Old Testament scriptures, right? Where he split the Red Sea, where manna fell from heaven, where he held back the sun, or just the small thing of Lazarus being raised from the dead, right? Paul's encouraging us in Ephesians to be reminded that nothing is too difficult for our God. And how comforting is it that when we can rely on God's strength and not ours. Let's read further. And, and kinda, we have to understand our enemy. And, and Paul lays that out in verses 11 to 13. So verse 11 says, Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the, in the evil day and have done all to stand firm. 
we can't just put on some of the armor. If we focus our attention and our frustration on the physical, tangible things happening around us, maybe our job, maybe family members, and, and, and maybe even COVID, we can forget that there is an enemy, that we can waste our time and, and wrestling with these strategies and solutions in the flesh. When we don't use all of the tools God has given us that leaves us open to attack. And you're going to see this for whatever reason. I, uh, I'm so excited about the NHL season. I have all these hockey analogies. And, and you know, for those that, that play sports, is we, we, we love the competition. But obviously in hockey, if, if there wasn't another team in the way, it would be a lot easier to score goals, wouldn't it? And, and I don't know if, if you've played contact hockey, but I played contact hockey for a long time in my life. And it's a totally different game when somebody's trying to knock your head off when you're playing contact sports. But in my life, I, I often looked at that physical side of things and, and, and I often would forget about the spiritual side of things, that there's an enemy and there's somebody in the way trying to get in the way. I was forgetting about the spiritual battle going on. Being aware that there's a spiritual battle is a critical part in the Christian's life that we need and want to live victorious in. There is a real enemy. And in John 10, 10, it talks about the enemy wanting to steal, kill, rob, and destroy. And we know that, that he can't win, that Jesus has overcome. But the devil knows that if, if we don't fully live out the power of the Holy Spirit in us, and he can make us limp, then we're not as effective. Now that we're reminded that the enemy is scheming, and he has a plan to take us out, Paul reminds us again in verse 13, use every tool God has given us, the full armor of God. As Christians, we need to remember we are in a fight, but we have the Lord's might. We have his strength that can help us fight against the enemy. We're fresh, uh, fleshly creatures, and we're weak. But again, that armor can help us. It covers those weaknesses. Just like that goalie mask, we, we cannot forget any part of our armor. Otherwise, it leaves us unprotected, and each piece is so vital. Now that we've seen the importance of spiritual armor, we, we cannot go into battle without it. Now let's break down each piece and why it's so important. And the first thing is, is in verses 14 and 15, we, we obviously, we need to come prepared. And, and first, Paul talks about this outer armor. Verse 14. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. So, brothers and sisters, he first says we need to stand. Let's not shrink back. Let's, let's hold that line like soldiers did so often. Through the tough times and the testing, we are refined. We, in the power of the Spirit, can take the battle to the enemy, knowing that the ultimate victory is in Jesus. The belt of truth, well, you know what? You, you weren't getting anywhere without it. Every single other piece of armor attached to it. And I was reminded, like, how important is the truth of God? Everything needs to be secured to the truth of God. 
The belt wouldn't have obviously been the most noticeable or the most impressive piece of armor that the soldier would put on. But this is the one that they would have put on first. And Paul knows that if we want any chance at all standing against the enemy, truth is where we need to start. God is an unchanging point of reference on which we gauge certain positions. It's living in a way that is in alignment with the truth. Not perfection, but through the power of God's spirit, choosing attitudes and lifestyles that are congruent with God's word. We can't rely on, on worldly truth, can we? And we often, in today's day and age, we, we, have to, we have to block out those voices, even though they may be loud. And, and we need, again, we talk about this often, is, is the Word and the Spirit. So we need to, again, get out the Bible. We need biblical truth in our life. Now Paul goes again and, and just some analogies and, and points on the breastplate of righteousness. It protects our heart, our most vital spiritual organ. Making a habit of living how God wants us to live protects us from evil ideas and temptations. And I just love how John Eldridge sums this up in his book called Waking the Dead. He says this, he says, For if, talking about the devil, can disable or deaden your heart, then he has effectively spoiled the plan of God, which was create a world where love reigns. By taking your heart, the enemy takes out you, and guess what? You are an essential part of the story. He continues and he says, well, what more could be said? What greater case could be made than this? To find God, you must look with all your heart. To remain present to God, you must present your heart. To hear his voice, you must listen with your heart. To love him, you must love with all of your heart. You cannot be the person God meant you to be, and you cannot live the life he meant you to live unless you live from the heart. So you can see how important that protective equipment is over our heart. Verse 15. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. You know those shoes that are in your closet, the the go-to shoes that you just, whenever you're going to go out the door, those are the ones that you grab first. They just feel right. They just fit nice and you can walk for long distances in them. Well, good shoes help you stand strong. And we need to be ready, right, to do God's work to pick up that phone, to call somebody. When God says something, we, we have to do it. We have to have those shoes on. And, and the Romans understood that with, with the heavy armor that was placed upon them, they needed a solid foundation. They needed those shoes to help them walk miles, to fight effectively. This was a sturdy foundation, and, and it should help us as well just illuminate peace in our lives. Although there is war on the outside, We're at peace on the inside because the confidence of our king. Remember, peace isn't determined by external circumstances. We rely on the peace that Jesus gives us. And now let's move into the protective equipment. Verses 16 and 17. 
And remember, going back to that analogy of the goalie mask, how important this is. Verses 16 and 17. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take up the helmet of salvation. Do you know what it says? It says, hold it up in front of us. The shield of faith protects us from, from thoughts of revenge, of lust, of, of lies, the lies of the enemy. Anything that the enemy throws our way, we can use the shield to protect us. But obviously, if the shield is, is held down, if it's not held up, it, it's useless. And, and we need to do that. We need to hold up the shield of faith. But the shield of faith, it, it comes with action, doesn't it? With, with faith-filled prayer. With faith-filled, God-inspired action. Believing everything God says about himself in the Bible, that we believe that it's true. And what he declares about you and I to be true. The shield also, what's, what's neat about that analogy is the Roman soldiers had this amazing system where the shield would protect the person next to them. We can't do this on our own. Even though there's restrictions in place, we still need to choose to lean in to community in any way that we are allowed to do that. Choose to engage in these virtual platforms, call people in other ways as well. Then Paul goes into the helmet and he says, God has saved us from darkness and death. And that's pretty amazing. We need to protect our minds. The enemy can go after our minds, can't he? But if we protect our minds, we can fight, we can fight against the enemy and his schemes. Maybe it's depression. Maybe it's thoughts about believing that you're not good enough, that you're not loved, that you're not cared for. That, that you have to work to earn the love and approval of God. But guess what? That is an absolute lie. And we need to, again, just welcome and, and remind ourselves of the joy of our salvation. That we are accepted by Christ. We cannot allow the enemy to steal that truth. You are a child of God when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And so... Now we go into this idea of we, we can't sit back, can we, friends? That there's no mention of, of equipment on your back. And I love that. It's this idea of moving forward, that it's time to take the fight to the enemy. And now we move into this idea of offensive weapons. Verse 17. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayers and supplication. To that end, alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. How important is it to read our Bibles? Getting it deep into our hearts and into our minds. And, and I was just thinking about that. For, for many of you that were involved in the 2020 challenge, what's your next step? What are you going to do to get the word of God into your hearts and into your minds? Maybe, maybe you can spend time now focusing in on one book and reading it over and over and over again and allowing it to seep and soak in. Maybe you're going to memorize scripture, 
speaking the promises over your life and over others. And guess what? The enemy hates that. Prayer is so powerful. We need to be a generation and a church of prayer warriors, don't we? Pray on all occasions. Don't allow it to be the last resort. And during this time, right, how cool is it that we can intercede for each other, even at a distance, and allow the Holy Spirit to guide your prayers, to bring names to the surface. It's pretty amazing. Let's put on these weapons and stand against the enemy. And now, just to to wrap it all up, we need to understand that we are in a fight. But we can take the fight to the enemy. Having God's armor is the only way to stand a fighting chance. Let us not allow this time to weaken ourselves or the church or the relationship we have with the Father. And I'd like just to finish with how the message sums up this whole piece of scripture. It says, fight to the finish. And about that about wraps it up. God is strong, and he wants you to be strong. So take up everything the master has set out for you. Well-made weapons of the best material. And put them on so that you'll be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. This is no afternoon athletic contest that we will walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. This is for keeps. A life or death fight to the finish against the devil and all his angels. Be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get. Every weapon God has issued so that when it's all over, but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. God's word is is an indispensable weapon. In the same way, prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. Pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and your sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. Just pray that that encourages you this morning.